evening, all our LARP friends. We are talking to you from an open field. Well, we were in an open field before we got sent to the wall. I am your host, Tom, joined as usual as my, uh, by the delectable Morgan. I'm not quite sure how I feel about you describing me as delectable, but yes, hello, everybody. Delightful. <laughs> uh, yeah, we are back from freezing our asses off uh, on the wall. The hottest days on the wall, apparently. Hottest days on the wall. Not, not Coldest hot. nights, hottest the, days. The lead up to this game was crazy because it was freezing for weeks. It was, was the perfect, miserable temperature. I was like, this is going to be so warm. There's a bit of snow even, so this is going to be perfect. And then a week later, bloody tropical. Hitting 10 degrees temperature. Tropical. Um, so well, for those of you that don't know, Tom and I have just, if you listen to the previous episode. Why would he listen to a previous episode? No, every episode is someone's first episode. Exactly. Um, Tom and I went to the Feast Your Eyes game, And Now My Watch Begins, held at the Eversley site, um, as usual, where we usually get ILARP. This is a different company running these. Yeah, it's been described as the ones where they want to do the more adventurous projects. Mm, yeah. Um, so we went down and excited this flight lot for a while. I think it was, came out before E4 they were talking about it. Yeah, it came out E4. For me, it was a very last minute thing. So mm, I can't afford it. Don't have any kit. Oh, God, I just slipped and bought a ticket. What the fuck <laughs> happened? <laughs> I slipped and beat like hundreds of people to this ticket. Um, I just, I love, love no feast your eyes. Apparently, loves me. Uh, the was, look of the LARP god. It's just the. I feel like it's known. It's fastest finger first, isn't it? Um, but yeah, so we. I'm the fastest fingers in the northwest. <laughs> sake. Um, but yeah, so we. Um, yeah, we set off to uh, this event. The idea was it was a bit different. This one, so all the characters were pre-written. I I think that was one of the factors that really drew me into this LARP. Not having to think of a character, mm. being given one and just rolling with the punches. Now, they did do the interesting thing where they gave all the players a survey where you could put in as little or as much as you want, and then they would write you up a character as close to the beats as you possibly could. So my when my form came through, I had a little think about what I wanted to do, and I thought it'd be quite fun to just be a, a no-name conscript. Um, so there were three ranks that you could say you wanted to be. Conscript, which is literally going to be your joining the wall. Sworn sword, so you have sworn your oaths, but you have not been there that long. And you're a sword. Uh, and you are a physical sword. You've been transformed into a sword. And veteran, which is like you've been there for like a decade, it seemed most of the vets had been there for. Yeah, they've, um, they've been there for a long time. Mm. They knew they were doing, they were all grizzled, yeah. especially Beth, super grizzled. <laughs> grizzled, grizzled Kyra Byrne. Um, and I put that, I wanted to, basically I said, I want to be a northern, what I said, I want to be a northern uh, small folk who just, wrong place, wrong time, did the wrong thing and has ended up uh, on the way to the wall, um, which was my, that was my, my, my kind of thing. I kind of got similar to that. What did you put? Well, I will say before I uh, say what I put, they did put the pre uh, the pretext in that they wanted as many conscripts yeah. as possible. So they had a limit on sworn swords and a limit on veterans because mm-hmm. they wanted most of these to be conscripts. You're all new and fresh to the wall. It makes for a more exciting story than everyone's been here for 20 years. We know each other. And then you're all picking on the one conscript. Yeah, exactly. And I think that worked quite well in the end, didn't it? Oh, it worked. But I was basically, just give me whatever. It'd be quite fun to just be a no-name conscript. So I didn't put too much. I put, I want to be from King's Landing. I want to be from the South. 
Uh, I want to be the merchant class, so I don't want to be one of the hoity-toity nobles. But I also was like, everyone's going to be a low-life thug, I like, uh, kind of thought. But I don't know, I was talking to you and Beth a lot. It was like, yeah, I'm going to be the common northerner. <laughs> no background. Uh, so I went, yep, merchant class. And I said, I want to be from a King's Landing crime family. Surprise, surprise, Tom playing to his wheelhouse. <laughs> um, but and yeah, yeah I, I, I got given that. Kitty wrote both of mine, uh, the, both mine and Morgan's characters. It was so funny getting these characters because we got them around like before Lang Led. I was one of the first ones to yeah. get theirs. And we were, obviously, they said, please don't talk to anyone about your characters, apart from they put some backstory links. It was so funny talking to Kitty because Kitty told me, she goes, uh, I can't believe I've given Tom a boat. <laughs> so like she just let, let slip she'd assumed i think that we'd spoke about our characters but we, we didn't kept, say a single no, thing about our characters we kept until stunned. the event yeah um so yeah we basically we got very similar things so you go on tell what was your should we tell get, give me your backstory who are you who are you so i was culpa waters got a snipe born at the sea um the husband to my mother died at sea before i was born and the story implied there was a possibility of me having the possibility of having one of two fathers. Sure. Both of them kind of Sleeves low bags. life. Sle- well, maybe not the slow lives, but like one was Shadrick of Flea Bottom and the other one was Boros. So uh, quite lowly. My mother inherited her ship, the uh, Water Dancer. So we were always on the water, trading. So as a kid, I was always rooting around if i found like empty bottles from trading i'd fill it with cheap wine and flog it as better wine i was always looking for the secret passages around the docks getting getting into all sorts of trouble flogging like food that fell off the bag of the uh, back of wagons that sort of thing until i'd earned enough money to buy my own like wreck ship <laughs> and rebuild it uh start doing that it's called the runestone runner now it started off as kind of a legitimate business, shipping it out. I hired a crew. They work with me. But it turns out my first mate had started a smuggling smuggling ring. Oh, sure. So I go down under deck, discover they've been smuggling this, and accept it. Cool. <laughs> uh, it did say in the line, oh, you say, yeah, okay, but we should probably hide this as free men move back into the shadows. <laughs> Uh, so basically, it was like you were going to get ganked if you didn't get on. Yeah, board. I don't think I knew they were there till yeah, like they yeah. just stepped sure, back. Yeah, uh, and the the business kind of grows. I take to this. Uh, a lot of the guards thinks my first mate's my sister because we both got like this foreign lease kind of vibe. Sure, okay. She's teaching me how to hand uh, shake hands with a bag of silver in that type of thing. Yeah, the cool. guards start to recognize me uh, as we move cargo illicit and uh normal so we like smuggling out par- illicit and licit <laughs> licit and licit yeah <laughs> and we'll start moving things like pa- love paragons back back out the land pets that sort of thing maybe some fancy spices or drugs until it gets to the time of the war now at this point i've been brought into the citizens trade union which is kind of your dodgy dealings type things pimps drug dealers weapons sure. traders etc etc and they say right 
you keep on your legitimate shipping empire and we will give you more ships and more money. Sure. So at this point, just before the war, I had uh, gained about six ships. Sure. The deal was, my name goes on the paperwork, however. So I'm moving stuff around. The war hits. But the Baratheons or anyone with a drop of Baratheon blood or related to Baratheon or being a Baratheon supporter want to get out there to avoid the king's uh, pyromancers. So we start moving those out until the war kind of goes against the Targaryens, which start, uh, which I start to move the Targaryens out, thinking I'm a hero, making saving some money on the side, uh, save, being a war hero, saving as many lives as I can, until just uh, as the battle is going on, or just before the final battle, we move a huge load of Targaryens out. As we pull to the dock, however, this is weird. It's not just the usual dock authorities there. There's extra guards. There's extra hired help. Move everyone ashore. There's a man smiling there. Blue lips, no teeth, smiling. I can't understand the word they're saying. The letter I've got in the hand given to me by the dock assistant to uh, the maester of the harbour master is all written in Valyrian. I can't read the Valyrian. Hand over the note. I get handed a huge pouch of golden dragons. One for every uh, person on board that ship. The guards take off the people on the ship and just uncover a cart full of shackles to which they start clamping everyone in irons. Apparently, when I get back to King's Landing, I've been caught all ratted out. So I've been called uh, traitor, slaver. I don't know what to do. And the choice is the block or the wall. The block or the black. The block or the black. I took the black, yeah, and so now my watch began. But I can't tell you the, the amusement I had. I think I laughed out loud when I read the top four little sayings about your character. Accidental slaver <laughs> and rags to riches to rags story. Oh, Kitty, it's... you did a chef's kiss job. Phenomenal. It's so funny. It's also very, it was very, yeah, it was very like, Obviously, the story is really tragic, but also just like I could almost see you just like bumbling your way into a horrific crime, and then be like, "What have I done?" Yeah, it was fantastic. Like, yeah. I love playing sleazebag characters. Sure, this one feels like second highest, second, second to Doctor Belvedere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The pirate Belvedere, who's yeah. the creepy surgeon rather than a uh, the, the other the other good doctor bumbling yeah, Belvedere. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, that was a lot of fun. I did keep my accidental slavery pitch till I'd sworn in the oath and later into the game, though. Sure, yeah. I don't want to be the most hated man on the wall straight away. (laughs) So you tell us about your character then, Morgan. So I played Malwin of Hornwood. Malwin of Hornwood was born the son of a tanner. I don't know if the listeners know much about tanning, but it's when you process leather. And apparently, according to... uh, one night a werewolf, you want to die. Yeah, it involves a lot of dog shit and piss into a big vat uh, with all the animal hides to kill them. It's pretty horrendous, a horrible job. And uh, Malwin used to spend as much time as possible um, going to see the horses because he really liked horses. Um, horses were a big theme this game. They were. But yeah, he really liked horses. Though his father thought they were no good for meat. And they were good for nothing but meat and glue and uh, Lord's arrogance, basically. So one day Malwin is going around picking up dog 
dog poo to put into the vats and he comes across uh, there's an apple tree on the Hornwood estate. So he picks up an apple from the floor and takes a bite uh, and it's got a really sweet taste and it smells like his uh, far, what is it? His father's bottles when he comes back from market. Right. So they're fermented a little bit. So he's like, oh, cool. Going along, enjoying his alcoholic apple. And then he climbs into a field and he, you know, he goes to watch. There's a new stallion in a paddock and there are a bunch of um, like farriers trying to wrangle it under control, but it's just absolutely not having any of it. It's kicking off, throwing people off. Malwin's having a good time just watching. Then eventually uh, the, the field empties and Malwin hops over the fence to go see, see this horse and offers it a, an alcoholic apple. <laughs> and the, 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 the horse is really chill and really accepting and takes to Malwin before a man by the name of Sir Baron of Hornwood clocks, like smacks him around the back of the head saying you better not have hurt my horse and then realizes that I'd be able to calm, kind of calm it down and interact with it. So pays my father, a, 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 pays Malwin, the Baron pays my, uh, Malwin's father a sum of money and Malwin becomes an apprentice to the farrier of the house of Hornwood. Um, so very much like dragged from being a tanner to working with horses, which is what he'd always wanted to do. Some years later, he goes, uh, travels to how to Winterfell. So he goes to Winterfell and sees uh, the kind of holdfast there. He sees Lyanna Stark and thinks she's the most beautiful woman he's ever seen. You simp. <laughs> so was a simp for, for uh, Lyanna Stark. Um, and then his, um, the guy who is his, um, who kind of is in charge of his apprenticeship, basically asks if Malwin ever would be interested in his daughter Gerda to get wed. Um, and then eventually Malwin and Gerda get married uh, beneath a weirwood tree. Uh, so then he's got his wife. You got a wife, a wife, uh, absolute wife guy. Uh, then he gets basically there's a there's a massive tournament at Harren Hall, which is really big in the books. There's a tournament that happens there, and essentially the Mad King. Uh, I can't remember. It's not in my thing. That it was very much just small folk looking after the horses. Yeah. Malwin was looking after Sir Vyman, who is the son of a hedge knight, looking to prove himself, and goes about you know looking after this horse Vyman's a bit of a dick <laughs> like generally just a bit slimy a bit arrogant and they go to the tourney and one night Malwin comes back quite drunk to his tent to find Vyman there absolutely spitting blood saying you know I failed at the tourney today and it's your fault because you didn't look after my house my horse properly uh, the text said that uh, Malwin said something he probably shouldn't have. So what I said, he said, was if you wanted to win the tournament, you should learn how to ride a fucking horse. Uh, to which Vyman slapped him. Then Mal- Malwin slapped Vyman back, which oh, is no. a crime. Yeah. So Vyman was intent on taking his hand. So in defense, uh, Malwin grabbed a hoof pick and lunged at Vyman, uh, driving it into his belly. Uh, so Baron of Hornwood comes out, sees what's going on. So he's the the liege lord of Malwin and drags him off Vyman. The idea is they're going to send throw him in the cells of Harrenhal and say, right, I'll be back in nine months. Maybe by that point, you'll have cool, well. l- learned some sense from the cells. Shortly after that, the uh, Robert's Rebellion happens. Oh no. Oh no. Malwin ends up in the cells for two years. 
two, a bit longer than you expected. A little bit longer. Two years later, blinking in the sunlight, dragged from the cells. He's told, we've got no room in the cells. Too many. So either we kill you or you take... Yeah, that's it. The only way you're going back north is in a box or in black. And so Malwin... And so his watch began. Such good stories. Really good stories. Very impressed. The size of the document for the characters was very impressive. Mine was about four pages. Yeah, it was a lot of stuff. It was crazy. Um, Especially for like, I loved the little thought and detail that went into the little mind of it. So the feeling of the horse just never came up. But it set like a really good tone. It said so much about who Malwin was. That he was, you know, at his core, just compassionate, just loved horses bit of a loud mouth but not really he was just he was he just again liked horses worked hard and it would just it so much came across in that document and i knew i kind of knew how i wanted to take him i regret not answering them at the time but i did answer them in the head at the end of the documents the uh, person who wrote them asked you four or five Mm. little questions for me it was like do you regret what you did do you blame anything anyone else for what happened to you would you spend the gold or give it to charity, et cetera, et cetera? Uh, what do you think your parents now think of you? Gut-wrenching stuff like that. So mm. it gave me a lot of stuff to think over the weekend. Sure. Yeah, no, it was really, I got the same questions. I answered them in the doc. But yeah, it was stuff like, are you going to try and get in touch with your wife? Are you? How do you feel about Vyman? Do you hold a grudge against him and things like that? And it was, again, really good to get into the head of the character. Then that was it, basically. Then we just had to sit on them for two months, three months nearly, vibrating, getting excited. I mean, you pretty much hang out once a week, minimum. And we were talking about it. We were just like, so excited. I did love, uh, like, when Circuit came to go to find that nightmare, I was like, I'm going to just whisper one uh, phrase in your ear about my backstory. It's like, accident slaver burst out laughing so funny we um we got really excited for the event go start getting ready we uh i made our kit yeah i am not a crafty boy i need to learn i know so (laughs) morgan was so kind (laughs) as to make my kit for me so i made a tunic and then a couple of i made uh, each of us a tunic which was lined made of wool and lined with linen i made a vest which was made of wool and lined with linen and a linen shirt. Then we got some wool and some sheepskin to make some cloaks. And the last thing was we both got gambesons. I ha- I borrowed a gambeson from a friend, and you bought one, didn't you? Yeah, uh, one of the game runners, James, put our uh, message saying, anyone who wants to get a black gambeson, we can probably get a deal where we can get them cheaper and buy them in bulk. Yeah. Uh, I had to swap the arms around in mine just because they were a bit tight. It's like, Oh no, we've got no shields at this lath. I can't block. So luckily I got a long sleeve with short sleeve option, but the black that you made for the tunic just perfectly blended in. I was like, mm. yay, I have mobility again. I can move. It worked really well. I also brought down some Friday night kit. So my guy had been in prison for two years. So I've got an old blue tunic. I've got the black trousers that I was using for the kit uh, that I've had for ages. And I had a blue cloak. And there was just this really funny thing. Oh, and a white shirt, white LARP shirt. And there was just this really funny thing of like an hour before time in, I was stood in the car park of Eversley with my cloak on the floor, just kicking the ever-loving shit out of it. And people would walk past and I go, oh, no, this is completely normal. Because <laughs> it's like, oh, I was just weathering his kit. It was very funny. <laughs> in my my little head cannon, 
I like to think the people who kind of sold me out as a final jab had bought me like Nightwatch Black. It's like, <laughs> he's too cowardly to take the block. Here you go. You came back to all wonderful, like, oh. So it was like my personal excuse headcanon is like, why have you already got the blacks? It's a fucking joke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, it was, it was, it, so that was, that was quite fun. And then they split us up into the north and the south. And we went on different walks basically to come into what would be Molestown, I think. Yeah, uh, yes, Molestown. Yeah. What happens in Molestown doesn't Stays stay in Molestown. <laughs> uh, how was your walk up then? It was good. It was long. I regretted not going to the toilet before we set off. We went. I saw OC. Uh, 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 little boat. OC. Like, <laughs> OC, I was like, God, I need a piss. So we set off. We went on a massive walk, just kind of trudging along. I was with a couple of ironborn towards the back who were whinging the whole time uh, and winding everybody up. We were with, I think uh, Pascal mentioned this, we were with an ironborn and somebody whose lands had been raided by the ironborn, like loads. <laughs> so it was like, Ooh. lots of arguments going off. But Malvin just being a bit like, oh, well, who cares? I just wish I'd shut up. So I was walking up and just generally complaining with Tobus Falwood, another kind of King's Landing merchant. He was a baker, apparently. We're both very much complaining that we don't want to be here. What fucking idiot would choose this life? In general, being very sarcastic and very negative about the whole thing. Uh, it was nice to kind of... We didn't hang out much over the weekend, but have a, like, a play we could bounce off with similar vibes as we're going in. Yeah, because you're both like middle-class kind of people, aren't you? Yeah. We're, 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 we got some money. We Oh, we had some money. Yeah. No, it's just a little pet peasant guy. Yeah, we were walking up from the south. We'd been walking for ages. Yeah. We were very much complaining. Yeah. I'd muddied up my face like a little bit to look like I was all messed up. Um, which was good because I just wanted to look absolutely filthy. And I think, I don't think I've actually posted this picture to the my Instagram. It's on my Facebook, so my friends will see it. Uh, you have friends? <laughs> <laughs> or you can check out the absolutely amazing photographs from a store of photography. Oh, yeah. Nat, you have absolutely oh, knocked out of the God. park. They're they, gorgeous. They killed it. They're so good. Never before would I think I would have a sultry picture Man, as my profile oh, picture. Your profile picture looks sick. Yours too. Oh, it's the Superman curl. Oh, I, my, it's, I just I have this little Superman curl. Uh, but they honestly, they're such good photos. And there's a really good one of me. I'm really glad I got one of my Friday night kit of me just like filthy face, beating up cloak and just kind of looking just like, <laughs> I'm so poor. <laughs> Um, my money yeah or my lack thereof yeah it was really good the photos are just absolutely phenomenal even if you're not going to buy the album which i recommend anyone who went mm. to play do go check out nat's album because it's absolutely fantastic they're also i don't know if, how often they're doing them but sometimes they organize photo shoots and we've actually done a fable top one before which i've also done a personal before. jack doors one yeah you know jack doors one. i can't recommend them enough they're absolutely fantastic um but Give yeah them all the money oh Oh, it was so good. But yeah, the the the, the Friday night was really good. How did you find entering Molestown then? I found actually entering the town super atmospheric. It was really busy when we got there because you got there first. Did we get there before you? you? I'm pretty sure you got there we first. We must have been really huffing at a southern. We did a longer walk. 
Oh, did you? Yeah, so we did a longer walk around so that there would be different time. Uh, yeah. We did a massive walk. But yeah, so we came in after you and the town was bustling. Like you say, really immersive, very much like, oh, what's going on? It was great seeing like the mole town residents there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Josh was one of my favorites, just kind of taking the piss out of his new conscripts. He was the town brewer, apparently. Just like sitting back on a bench, drinking booze, shit-eating grinners. They say, look at this new mate. <laughs> Loving my freedom, aren't we? Yeah, no, it was really good, that arrival. And then instantly, so obviously we get there, and then there were a bunch of players who were playing veterans, a bunch of playing playing sword swords. And the veterans that I gather have all got missions and they need to, they basically need to hire members of, they need to get members of the group to be brought into their uh, different, uh, what's the word, like sections of the war. So builders, stewards and rangers. What's it called? You'll be given your, I can't remember now. Order. Order, yes. Yes, order of builders, order of stewards, order of rangers. So they were walking around trying to... It's very opposite to the actual Game of Thrones where you put where you fucking are. What was really funny was they kept trying to sell me on it. I was like, I don't know how to tell you this, love. But I don't get a choice in this. So if you think I'll be a good builder, make me a builder. If you think I'll be a good steward, make me a steward. I don't get to choose. Either sounds fine. Put me wherever. I was pretty much the same, but I, in my head, it's like, my character wants to be in the stewards. Yeah. He can read... He wants an easy life, to quote Branton Reed. Just want an easy fucking life. As if I'm clean, cleaning, uh, clean out chamber pots, uh, helping in kitchens, I don't really care. If I'm helping in kitchens, I'm at least near a fire and can get some snack. I can help the maester in the library. I just don't want to go ranging that much. I want to live. I was very much like, I don't think I'd suit the rangers, but I think builders or stewards make sense. The stewards had stables i was like stables make sense because i'm a farrier but then the builders it turned out had a mission to go get some ponies and the builders were like well we need the farrier for oh, to don't, deal with don't the ponies. forget the uh, grand builders project of the piss gully well the piss gullies were already just happened you just piss on the walls it makes piss gully <laughs> don't piss too close to the wall you don't have to cu- cut your cock off oh god uh, there was so many like there was there was a little bit of silliness i think of it was a very serious larp but got it, silly. Everyone was very giddy in parts. Uh, but Friday night was really good, getting was, to know people. Was Circuit a Night's Watch person, or were they a Molestown? They were a conscript. A conscript for the lesbian Yeah, mines. they were a conscript who owned lesbian mines. <laughs> not mine. No, just to clarify, not mines that produce lesbians, but a mine that's exclusively worked by lesbians, I think, was the, was the pitch. Such a serious laugh. <laughs> but they were, I must admit, I am impressed every time Circuit, because I know Circuit very well as Twig. Yeah. I know Circuit very well as Petrol. Uh, then when they played Preacher Ollie, knocked it, I was like, who is this person? And then when they played the character at Watch, I was like, this is crazy. You're so serious. Uh, they did a really good job with their character. Because, the, like, the lesbian minds line was delivered with a wry smile, but not silliness. Just kind of like, it was just, they just did a very good job. Uh, yeah, uh, I believe they had a fist fight with L as well whilst yes, there, which was did. a lot of fun. They did. And I can just say as well, as a shout out to the rest of the play base, everyone's kit was absolute fire. I Especially miss- on the Friday night when you had like people's Friday night kit, like there was beautiful dresses and there was pr- like proper full on 
outfits like that look like you've just arrived at the wall. And it was absolutely stunning. And that was before we even get to the Night's Watch kit the next day, which was also amazing. To people, I'm a very poor man. I only had the one kit. Oh, no, I don't, I, I, yeah, there's no, there's no, I think. No judgment. But... I think, yeah, no judgment. I think it's just the people that did it. Oh, it would look oh, fantastic. Yeah, I think like um, one person uh, made their, Esme made their kit. Uh, just a, made, made a dress for this and it looked amazing. Oh, yeah. Phenomenal stuff. Um, uh, Oily was also crewing as a Jack, Jack Frost. Frost. Jack Frost, dude. Because <laughs> Jon Snow's a stupid fucking name, is what I think. I think my favorite thing about Oily is Oily doing a northern accent and then just he'll say a word that's so wrong. And I'm just like, what was that, lad? Do you, want oh, say, do you want to run that one by me again? Oily coming from the deep south of the UK. <laughs> It's just he'll say a word about like, you. Just, just, just say that again, Oily. I think you <laughs> try again. Uh, oh, um, it was great. There was also some mercenaries employed by the Starks come to. Sorry, drop my tea. Keep playing. Some mercenaries employed by the Starks who came to get one of the recruits yeah. and confronting the veterans of the Night's Watch. And basically, the Night's Watch said, You can't have them. They're ours now. They got them to swore the words, didn't they? Yeah, yeah, they'd already sworn the words. So it was just nice. It was a vibrant world, even for the Friday night, where you're not having any fighting or deep plot. There's little bits of plot scattered around, and they put such effort in to draw you into the game. Yeah, it felt very much like, again, we're all conscripts, miserable conscripts on the way to the wall. We were talking about how it was quite warm, but it wasn't boiling, so you did feel very... Like, oh, we're shivering, we're in the north, we're, you know, about to go to a lifetime of service. Yeah, we did have steward circle time as well, where we uh, were like, why are you all here? What could you bring for the uh, to the stewards? Uh, kind of get to know each other. It felt kind of grim and dark. It was a very gallow sense of humour. It was like, eh, you're going to be fucking here, you're not going to be like that in six months. Yeah. And seeing Beth play a serious character was... Oh. Weird, but they did a great yeah, job. Yeah, she did a really good job with uh, Kyra. Um, I think, yeah, again, I think it was really fun as well because she had a few background connections, obviously, because her character was a veteran. Yeah, I had a background connection with one member of the Night's Watch, and they, I was like caught up with them a little bit, which was fun. Unfortunately, um, my background connection couldn't be there. I know, and they're my friend, and they couldn't go. And so I'm sad. Absolutely gutted. Um, but yeah. Uh, I also loved how everything was just lit by candlelight or the big roaring mm, fire where people yeah. are gathering around telling it was also, stories. It was also like a full moon that weekend. So mm. like everything was really well lit even at night. Oh, there wasn't a cloud in the sky. Everything was yeah. just lit by that moon. It was basically like daylight. Yeah, it was really useful, really good. Not good for stealth missions. Uh, well, luckily, we didn't have to do any stealth missions that night. Yeah. So, yeah, we had a really good really good Friday night. So, like, um, usual kind of Eversley thing of the Friday is, like, social RP, basically. Worked out really well. Really good to get to know who some people's characters were. I started the night being really almost kind of quite closed off because I was that's how in my head how Mal would have, would have responded. He's so mysterious. But, Can I change him? Well, exactly. I found myself not having fun. Because I was just not engaging properly. I was being very... I was like, this isn't fun. So I, I shook it up in the end. I was like, right, I've come out. Came well, it's just bit. the same with Empire. Never go to Empire to play the brooding yeah. character in the story. I didn't want to play broody and edgy, but it was just kind of like... I, I was trying to work out how you would respond to that. And I think you would if you think about when we were doing... When, in uh, the TV show, when is it... Oh, 
his name again is R. He bullies Sam and they threaten him. Uh, what's he called? Rice, Reese, whatever. Here, Roach, uh, Ro- no. something like that. It is something Roche, like that. Roche. Roche. Um, what a name. Yeah, what a name. But he's really like moody and brooding in his handcuffs and stuff. So uh, th- th- that would be what you'd like if you're going to the yeah. wall. But when you're playing a character and you're trying to have a lot of fun, that's not as fun. So I think I was show. in my wheelhouse as like Effin and Jeffin. I was yeah. like, being, I feel like to think I was being charismatically horrible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But not violent to people or aggressive, of yeah. just incredibly sarky and unsympathetic mm. to everyone but himself. I also have to give Feast Your Eyes a huge shout out for getting rid of the problematic elements of Game of Thrones LARP mm. uh, or A Song and, of Ice and Fire. A Song of Ice and Fire. It's not, oh, Game, it's not ba- Game of Thrones. Pascal's will be after me. Pascal will chase you down. No, uh, but like they removed the complete, uh, the sexism part. There was females and males on the wall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Able to do exactly the same things. Uh, getting rid of some of the more problematic crimes as well. Yeah, I think it made sense. I think there was still, it was, as far as I understand it, it wasn't perfectly, so the world wasn't completely, like, you know how um, Game of Thrones, not Game of Thrones, how Empire is supposedly gender neutral. Yeah. It was not, like, you still had, like, because otherwise the story of A Song of Ice and Fire doesn't make any sense, but the, the idea was that on the wall, no one cares. On the wall, you're a sworn sword. That's it. Irrelevant agenda. You're a shield. But, but the rest of the seven, the rest of the seven kingdoms still does have sexism. But yeah, they got rid of a lot of the the the, the more problematic elements, which was good just for everyone's enjoyment because you don't want to have to tackle that idea. No, it was great to see. It was a lot of people's first time at Feast Your Eyes as well, and says it's seen yeah. the Eversley site, seeing the faces light up at how different it is to Empire. Like Robin and uh, Oliver looked like they were having the time yeah. of their lives. I love talking to them afterwards. I love talking to people after the first episode. Because I remember mine. Do you know what you're like, because I remember the first one I went to was by myself out of yeah. those. And then you came to Flying Lead. I was like, isn't it amazing? It's like, yeah, it, it's so amazing. It's and then so with good. Alex and Chloe and Carrie, he's like, isn't it amazing? I yeah. don't think anyone has left Eversley nope. thinking they've had a bad so time. Uh, just bear in mind that it's crap though. We've got terrible taste. Don't oh yeah. Know. Uh, yeah. We're just <laughs> hyping this up. We're hyping up. The terrible ticket. Terrible. Give us all the tickets. Don't, don't go. We'll buy them all. We'll buy every single one. Uh, so you don't have to. <laughs> <laughs> you can experience it through us vicariously. <laughs> From your warm bed listening to the podcast. Yeah, we got a cabin for the yeah, first we had time. Yeah, cabin this time. I didn't know the names of the cabins, so I picked randomly. I think I picked the least yeah, I think, ice insulated cabin possible. Yeah, I think we had a garden shed with a patio floor. It was an adorable cottage. It was so cute. We had. We had I also love Oily forgot to bring his bed, so Oily just slept on the table. He looked like a looked like exhibition. It, oh, it looked like a bad like dummy in a history yeah, museum. Yeah, like a wax oh. wax figure lying oh, there. So funny. Uh, I yeah. Flagged for little windows. Yeah. Just a quick reference. If you do go to Eversley, always bring a tent because a lot of the cabins are made by the community. So you can never guarantee. They get you, first dibs. Yeah. You can never guarantee you will get one, uh, but just, just worth. It was nice not having to fuck around and build a tent though. Uh, oh, sun was going down because we arrived yeah. 20 minutes before sundown. Yeah. And also packing up was a lot easier. Oh yeah. That was great. Yeah. Much easier. So yeah, that was that was kind of Friday night. I don't think there's anything else I wanted to mention. We just sat time. around having a good old chin wag, yeah. a big laugh. Great to see all our friends as usual. Yeah. And then comes uh, Saturday morning. Wake up the next morning, put on our blacks and get ready for training. Have uh, Johnny's lovely sausage and egg butties. No, oh. it's bacon egg butties. Oh, Johnny, 
You're a whiz. I love fish. Chef's fries. kiss. Breakfast crew breakfast. Uh, absolutely. I always get like they're just as crew are finishing off because I'm always in bed late. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that was that was. That I didn't was want to get out my sleeping bag because it was quite chilly oh, still it was in the morning. So cold in the morning. I thought I'd like dressed well for the night. Yeah. Uh, but my feet, they were just cold. So cold, man. Um, I need to get, if I'm going to be camping in the midwinter again, I need to get a proper, a be- even better sleeping bag. Like, I think I've got a pretty good one. I was wearing thermal socks, slipper socks. Uh, yeah. I've camped in, like, in November, I've camped in that sleeping bag in really cold weather in just my pajamas and been too warm. So I was like, oh, I'll be fine. I was frozen. <laughs> I woke up a few times in the night from the cold. But yeah, that was that woke up at our cabin, uh, got dressed up in our blacks, and then the idea was we were told there was gonna be time in at ten at a location. So we Which weren't was timing the in fort. In, yes, so we went to the fort. We weren't timing in like usual, like in town, then go do something. It's like we're gonna time in as if we've been walking somewhere already. Um so we made our way over to the fort. I have to say, it's amazing to see everyone in their blacks i mentioned this in the previous episode if you've listened to it but it is truly amazing to see how the larp community runs with black there was so much variation of Mm. the night's watch kit no one looked the same there was no not the worry of uniform everyone looked differently there were little trinkets bags gloves every little thing you put on just made it look that much better. And everyone looked. There was like nobles who were wearing black and it looked like noble blacks. Yeah. There was like peasants who were wearing, like me, like us, we were just wearing, Well, you had a bit more flair to with your feathered hat. But yeah, it was like peasant garb. Uh, it, everyone looked phenomenal. I had my little LARP satchel, best purchase ever made. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and then the morning was training and I loved training. It was what so a way to time into a LARP. Actual boot camp training. Um, I was worried they were going to make us do press-ups and whatnot. I can do press-ups. I can't do sit-ups that well. My core is terrible. Not in a gamberson. Oh, no. Like a turtle. Oh, my God. Yeah, so we did training. Uh, We all got split into groups. So we'd been kind of softly grouped into rangers, builders, and stewards, but not properly. Yeah, I was was with my steward posse. Yeah, I was with the builders because we'd been pretty much decided. Do you know the reason they pick you for stewards is you can read? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's like... No, nothing else. Just yeah, steward if you can read. If you can read, you'll go to the stewards because they need you to read books. Um, but yeah, we're out smart. We <laughs> read porn to Maester Amy. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so I our training was with spears. So we did a few drills. We did like oh, there's a phenomenal picture of you just pushing. In oh, action. it's so good. Once again, oh, those photos, nah. Blew me out of the water. Absolutely fantastic. Uh, um, but yeah, so it was a really good... And then, honestly, I kind of fell in love with two-handed spears. You think you're going to get one for Empath? No, because it didn't work for Dawn, but like... Monstering? Yeah, monstering, but it was so much fun. Just like people coming up to you and just going, nope. Nope. Like, stay away. It was so much fun. We, for training, were using like hammers and one-handed swords. Yeah, sure, uh, yeah. I was like, oh, fuck, I don't really know what to do with this. I've I, I've used a knife on my ship if we've been boarded, but anything more than that. Yeah. I've got a sword for looking smart as well. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. So I was like, acting like I was struggling. So Jack Frost comes up to me. He's like, right, lad, you know how to point a sword and a hammer, but you need to be more aggressive. And it was like that SpongeBob scene where he's like, Squid was like, 
Right, SpongeBob. All I need you to remember is fine dining and breathing. <laughs> breathing and aggression. Breathing and aggression. Oh, dear. So, yeah, then I started, like, I'm not the best fighter at Empire by a mile. I am a terrible swords fighter. But it was just dart towards anyone before they could react. Yeah. It was great seeing oh, some great pictures of uh, Grub fighting. Grub! Grub! Uh, uh, I enjoy. I fought against uh, Kyle a few times, which is quite fun. No, well, Kyle kept getting speared loads because they just had axes. And they're yeah. like, what? And they were like, why is it always spears? Just uh, right in the gut. Because what are you going to do? What are you going to do against Aggression. the spear? You've got to move get, past it. Move past Block it. Block it and keep going. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So we all train within our little orders for a time, try to get better. Obviously, the other stewards are a bit, don't know what we're doing. Uh, Rangers looking like the chads they are, the proper jocks of the uh, orders. And the builders, yeah, they're pretty good. So after about, would you say, 20 minutes of training, they like, right, you maggots, get into a big circle. And start randomly pointing people in like a tournament. You get hit, you're out. There was a lot of people taking a suspicious amount of one hit. <laughs> it's basically one hit and you get out. There was well, a few people taking a few For hits. me, I don't think I noticed because you're yeah, it's sure. so padded. Yeah, of course. Yeah, makes uh, To which uh, senior builder went, you fucking take your hits and just wax me in the head with a halberd, which I just go down like a sack of bricks. Incredible. I had a great time uh, with I th- that. Yeah, I think there was a one point where everyone was fighting, and then they were like, right, you lot aren't fighting with fucking unity. You lot there, and uh, pretend to be rangers. So yeah, I believe yeah, yeah. me, you, Oliver, and Robin all volunteered to go yes, forward with the rangers. I think so, yeah. Or we were the wildlings, one yeah, of the two. Yeah, yeah. And then face off. It was a lot of fun seeing how people fight. It was really fun. I enjoyed at one point because I was spearing loads. Uh, that was one of the one of the guys goes to me. He goes, right, come here. You've had enough fun with that spear. He gives me his knife and takes my spear away. And then Kyle's like, oh, that's just insulting. And I pull out a second knife. <laughs> and I run towards Kyle and he just whacks me in the face. With that. <laughs> and I'm like, oh. uh, and like stagger back. Uh, which is very funny. I got told off by head builder a few times and told myself to watch it because I was, when they weren't telling you to go in, I was just lunging in and going for people's backs. (laughs) You're fucking dumb if you're going to go face to face. You stab in the back. That's Uh, how you fucking win a fight. uh, Brilliant. Um, Apparently they didn't take coinly to that. It was very, it was very good. Very immersive. Uh, as we all did it, really enjoyed it. There were some people going around with a big bowl of eggs. Oh, I had the morning broth. I had I had the broth as well, and they were just like coming up with eggs. Eggs the like, day. Egg. Uh, I had a surprising number of eggs that day. But yeah, really good fun. Um, and then the idea was that we were, so at this point we were not quite at the wall. We'd handed in our weapons the day before. Yeah. So we would get given them in character. And what they would do is they would then say our name, and then they would say, well, order you in until you go collect your equipment. Um, so they went through the list. Uh, they say, Malwin of Hornwood, uh, Builders. Now I got to get my sword. And then... Uh, for me, they, I was like the last two or three. It's like, oh, no, this feels like a lot like high school PE, doesn't it? <laughs> I was last to be fifth. I was like, yeah, I'm going to say it. Uh, Culpa Water's stewards. Easy life. Culpa Water. 
Rangers. So, no. <laughs> Fucking hell. <laughs> I just wanted an easy life. I'm going to die. I'm going to die beyond the wall. Oh. Uh, personally, I love that because yeah. what I appreciate more is that rather than picking yeah, where sure. you go, I just wanted to be randomly selected. Yeah, absolutely. So it's like, inside, I fucking love this. Mm. Cold Water was like, oh, fuck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was quite amusing as well. Whenever whenever anyone was picked to go in the Rangers, there was a big, way Yeah, just yeah Clapping yeah, yeah, celebrations. Yeah. Yeah, it's a little celebration for the builders and like, woo, for the stewards. <laughs> And someone's like, don't, don't fucking clap him. He's a steward. <laughs> the banter was fantastic. Yeah, it was really good. It was a lot of rivalry between the builders and the stewards as well because I know Beth's character had a big problem with uh, someone else's character who was uh, one of the builders. Who I won't name because I've not got permission. Um, but they were, yeah, they were chatting about it. Um, uh, they, they had like a real rivalry going on, which kind of bled across the whole group. I think Bit of beef. Yeah, I... Uh, but yeah, from there we all set off, I think, at that point. Uh, got my two swords. I decided to go Ambi for the weekend since mm-hmm. there's not actually Empire. We're not allowed any shields. Fucking no shields on the wall other than the stewards. No shields. <laughs> you are the shield that guards the realms of men. Don't carry shields. Shields don't carry shields. It's not good for the drip. Oh, God, that was so funny. That Back- big rant where it was like, Back in my day... <laughs> you'd swear you're off and then the night commander would kill you and, and we're happy, happy for it, it. <laughs> <laughs> I have to say all the NPCs oh. especially Pascal and Sean did fucking oh, amazing they running, absolutely did. running Sean, a bunch of chuckle fucks on the wall Sean's master of arms just killed me <laughs> I thought he practiced that for ages but no apparently he just got picked five minutes before the game to be master of arms yeah yeah uh but yeah so that was that was it they went for a march uh we had to go and find some conscripts that had wandered off before t- no we didn't we also took the oath you're skipping I, ahead I'm just morgan trying to skip ahead you're right fuck so yeah whilst whilst this is all happened then we all have to swear our oaths but if you took the old gods you didn't swear your oath at this point so just but if you follow. were uh one of the ironborn you swore your oath in a bucket <laughs> That's some good pictures. Love that little detail. Uh, was really glad Pascal was organised and printed off Night's Watch oaths yes. uh, so we could read for them. Because I'd been watching uh, Season 4, Episode 9, The Long Night. I think that's the name of the episode. The Siege of the Wall, anyway, beforehand. I was like, ah, fuck, I'm not going to be able to remember this. Yeah. I'm going to stumble on my words. But it was really atmospheric. Everyone kneeling down, reading, saying the word for word, their oath. It was very good, yeah. Um, no well for you, though. No, we were told that we were going to find a weirwood grove beyond the wall to say our words. I'm sure that's going to happen soon. Then we were waiting for... The, some people got lost. So we sent out some search groups to go find them. Um, did we go separately? I think we did, didn't we? We went in separate parties, trying to se- trying to separate the two... Uh, us into two halves to look like a challenge yeah. right you lot over there no too many of you got over there come back oh, no two, go back there they changed their mind for the split twice it yeah was very annoying <laughs> and they were calling us idiots it's like you just changed what we were doing stop doing this what <laughs> it's our first day you can't say this to me yeah it's nice to me it's my first day but yeah basically we recovered some uh, uh people got lost apparently 
I believe they were deserters. Yeah, no, no, no. I no, 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 just no, got no. lost. There was a noble, there was a thief and the owner of a mine. Uh, <laughs> a lesbian mine. A lesbian mine. Uh, and they got brought basically to explain themselves. And they were like, we got lost. We didn't know where we were going. Did one of them bumped the noddle? No, that was, that was your group. Oh, unfair. So we brought them back uh, and they were like, what happened? And they were like, oh, well, you know, we were looking for it and we couldn't find it. And basically they were convincing enough. And we're like, right, okay, just swear your oaths now. And they did. So then they joined the Night's Watch and everything was fine. So you went in a different direction, I think, to get some other people? Yes, we found some other people. Uh, one of them had been given a bump on the noggin and been uh, bleeding profusely. The two others with them had uh, tried to bring them back, apparently. Mm-hmm. Was this an escape attempt? Who knows? But we go and bring them back to camp as well. To which, at this point, I go and lie next to a tree and just decide to chill for a bit because this is not of my con- fucking concern. <laughs> to which the other lazy builder came and just sat down. It's like, good idea, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and... You probably know better than me, but one of them was executed. Yeah, so essentially the person who had got bumped on the head was the one who'd said their oath to right. get out of being executed. So they were they had technically run away. Oh, the ones who was he the one who were uh, were they the one who ran away from the Stark? Yes. Right. So because they said their words, no one else the other ones who had, you know, quote unquote run away hadn't. So they got executed as an example of what happens if you desert, essentially. Uh, so it's a very stark beginning to the day. There was some people who argued that the person who executed them had gone a bit overboard, mm. that we should forgive them. But the rangers, the rangers had been going power mad or something like that. This is what I'm hearing whilst lying next to my tree. I think it was, it was the master at arms that ah. in the end. Um because I think basically someone else was going to, but then was like, no, well, hang on. He who says he who passes the judgment swings a sword. Yeah. So it was like, right, I'm gonna have to kill him. So they chopped off their head. Yeah, I um, remember the player was like, ah, oh, don't like that Ned Stark, but got I love those words. I think one person threw up from the beheading. <laughs> oh, wonderful! I was a bit like, it's been a while since I've seen a public execution. <laughs> Usually, you know, take the wife out sometimes. We go watch an hanging. Yeah, it's all good fun. Very nice, very nice. Uh, but yeah, so uh, saw that. And then I think that's when we left. Can I say that now? Yes, that's when we left. Yes. Yes, we go on our first ranging. So that's when we, the idea then was we went for a big old walk and then halfway around, one of the game runners turns to us and goes, two weeks go by. Um, you arrive at Castle Black, you get your provisions together and then four days ago, you set off to march from Castle Black, and now you are beyond the wall. It's not my first day anymore. <laughs> I've been here for weeks, my lord. I've not forgot my ranger's kit, sir. Don't let me go out there. <laughs> Mommy excuses me. And I think uh, that's probably a good place to leave it for this week. Um, so, yeah, thank you very much for listening, everyone. We'll be back next week with more stuff about this uh, absolutely excellent lab. Great to be back. Great, yeah. It's also really good to be back. Yeah, back on recording. this. Um, me and Tom are going to the Reapers Ball this weekend so I don't know if this will come out before then but hopefully we will see some of you there yep hopefully Um, be good to jam but otherwise see you next week see you later folks bye bye